This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about the statement, don't talk about religion. This is a social PC thing. You know, oh, we don't talk religion. Okay, well, let's go there. Fine, don't talk religion. And I'll tell you why. Because religion means faith. And faith means your perspective or my perspective, and they can change. I have faith in this Christian or this Buddhist or this Muslim or this Hindu or this conception, and I can change it. I cannot be a Mormon anymore. I'm now a Muslim. I cannot be a Muslim anymore. I am now a Christian or I'm a Hindu. So these faiths and commitment to those faiths can change. Now, faith or religion, I've got a little synonym there. The reality of the position of the living entity is we are all servants of God by creation, by constitution. So whether I follow the right-hand path or the left-hand path or the three paths in between isn't the point. The point is that I'm supposed to develop love of God and enter into loving service on behalf of the Lord. That's where it goes. That's above these faith changes. And above these faith changes is how does one become advanced in whichever religion he's in? Well, it's the same method for all of the religions. And now we're getting down to the crux of it. The constitutional position of the living entity is not changed regardless of what faith or religion he follows. Because the method of developing love of God is to glorify the Lord, to glorify his name, to glorify his activities, his name, form, activities, paraphernalia, associates, all of the higher intimate aspects of the Lord's activities in existence. And I don't care which religion you cite. If a religion does not develop love of God as the goal, does not glorify the Lord, and does not encourage the followers of that religion to become God-conscious and subservient to God, it's not a bona fide religion. According to the Vedic literature, all religion emanates from the Supreme Lord. All the different bona fide, real religions that actually produce love of God are emanations from the Supreme. So, I don't want to talk about your religion. I don't want to talk about my religion. I want to talk about love of God, glorification of God. And this is where the problem in the human society is. The people are not getting above the different perspectives and dropping their selfish conception of their religion and opening their hearts to the concept of the Lord has multiple names, multiple methods, multiple hands within human society, and through each of these doors comes love of God. And if you recognize that the Lord can have religions that are at different levels of realization to accommodate the different levels of realizations of the varieties of humans, 
you can then step back from those religions and recognize that the glorification of the Lord, the glorification of his holy name, the, uh, the understanding of his name, form, pastimes, qualities, etc., is universal. Universal God consciousness destroys the religious differences between us, and we can all live in peace. If you want to act in, according to religion A, and I'm acting according to B, and another man is acting to C, there is no criticism. The man that does A or B does not have to cooperate or follow C. We are allowed to have different methods in the bona fide religions enunciated by the Lord to achieve this consciousness of love of God, selfless devotion to satisfy the Supreme. If you do it by uh, drinking a little bit of wine in a wafer, or you do it by thrashing your back or your body in penance, or you do it by singing and glorifying prayer, or you do it by uh, chanting and repeating the name of God, they're bona fide. They're methods that have applications throughout all of the religious levels of consciousness that are possible. So there's no reason to find fault in a real religious method that emanates from the Supreme Lord. It's childishness to think mine will work and yours won't. That's not, <laughs> that's not stated in any bona fide religion. I mean, we have problems. I was having, I was at the, um, what do they call? I guess they're called the Kingdom Hall. That's the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. I was at a hall talking to some of those people. And <clears throat> um, they have a different concept of how you satisfy, how you pray to the Lord. And I've been in Buddhist temples, and they use mantras and chanting to glorify the Lord. The Vedic literature says that the chanting of the great mantra, the Maha Mantra, is universal. But it also says that if you don't chant the Maha Mantra, you can chant the name of the Lord you know him as. And it has the same potency. You can chant Christ, Christ, Christ. You can chant Allah, Allah, Allah. You can chant any of the names of the Lord, and there are hundreds more than. And they are still bona fide. So if the Lord opens the door to being multiple methods for you to become a self-realizer, a spiritually God-realized, God-conscious servant of the Lord, why aren't we? How can we say we're following our religion for criticizing the other one? The Lord created both of them. They're both paths or methods to develop love of God and devotional service, to develop a higher perspective, to express and develop your divine qualities as a servant of the Lord. Then why are we allowing the media, why are we allowing the PC crap in society to say this is good and this is bad when they don't create it? They aren't the ones who determine what's good or bad. That's over to the Lord. When you're talking about religion, it's emanating from the Supreme Lord. It's not emanating from you or any other yahoo. There are, there, there are crackpots who go and create a new religion. But there's no merit in it. There's no proper activity. There's no bona fide instruction. 
But there are principal religions on the planet, and they are specifically aimed at a different levels of consciousness of people. And it's not up to us to criticize them. You adopt the one that most suits your psychophysical capability, understanding, mentality, intellect, etc. But to find fault and criticize the other is not right. So we end up with people going off the rails spiritually and talking about religion from a criticism point of view. When that's not the way anyone should talk about a religion. If it's not a real religion, that should be pointed out. But if it is a real religion, you should simply glorify the Lord in that method, in that perspective. You should simply see, is this person developing love of God by practicing their religion? If they are, it's because they're following the instructions that are emanating from God for that religion. And if they're not, it means one of two things. They're not sincerely following, or it means that the, the scriptures have been edited and they aren't able to follow because they don't know what is to be followed. So the, the religion debate is foolish. It shows immaturity in the humans. And the unwillingness to talk about religion shows the same thing, that people are allowing this misconception and foolishness to keep them from glorifying the Lord and developing their own divine qualities, which alone will make them happy. Criticism never makes anybody happy. Now, we have the opportunity in glorification, we have the opportunity in humble service to the Lord, to express our, develop our divine qualities and become great uh, beings of worth, of value, of significance in the eyes of the Lord. But if we're going to avoid glorification of the Lord and spreading the uh, warmth and love and happiness derived from the service to God, we're actually not doing our service, our responsibility. So people go around saying, oh, I won't talk religion. Well, you miss an opportunity to talk glorification of God. You miss an opportunity to learn someone else's method of devotion, to see someone else's perspective of the divine and their relationship with the divine. So this carte blanche dismissive crap that's in society, oh, I never talk religion. We have to agree to disagree. There's no such thing. This means you've lost the argument. This means you have no knowledge. If you have to agree to disagree, this is childish. There cannot be two truths. The truth on a subject is one truth, not three, not two, not seven. There's one truth on one subject. That's called reality. So to have this mentality, it permeated our society. You get people very young, women especially use this method of saying we have to agree to disagree because they won't stop and look at it. Many people do this. This, As soon as someone says to me, uh, we have to agree to disagree, I go, there's a fool. You have lost the argument. You are a fool. You are in over your head and don't have the depth of character to admit you don't know or admit you aren't right. This person never makes any advancement and I avoid them.
because they don't bring piety, purity, advancement, love, concepts, uh, compassion. They don't bring these qualities with them. They bring disaster. They go along trying to satisfy everybody, and that's not possible. We have that in society. We have that in life. You have to choose. You have to act according to your convictions. You have to take a side. You have to take a stand. You don't get to bed one foot in each camp. If you do that, you're not properly functioning. And so, okay, let's not talk religion. Fine, but let's do talk glorification of God and service to God. Let's do talk realization that the Supreme Lord has multiple names. We use the name Krishna because it means the supreme, all-attractive being. All-attractive, wonderful in every sense, in every aspect of the Lord's personality, characteristics, bodily features, everything is all-attractive. So he's called Krishna. Now there's many other features and aspects of, uh, in the Vedic literature. When the Lord uh, ha- plays pastimes, he gets a name for the pastime. He's called the butter thief because he plays with young young kids and they play with taking the butter and feeding it to the monkeys. He also, as as an adult form, as the king of uh, Dwarka, he kills opposing kings and negative elements that attack the kingdom. And he becomes known as the killer of this person, the killer of Madhu Saddam, the killer of this Madhu. So... If you understand the activities of the Lord and you get into understanding how he's named, you see, oh, there's multiple names because he has multiple activities, multiple pastimes. And again, he approaches the living entities again from multiple conceptions. So this conception, this perspective, I should say, needs to be developed above the religion concept above talking religion well what do you guys do how do you spend your money well you have so many types of structure the uh, the infrastructure of the police or the priests or the cardinals or the uh, so many different things you know uh, the friar there are many 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 different conceptions of one who preaches love of god one who represents the wishes of the lord one who's trying to improve the actions and mentality of the humans But the objective is one objective, to become qualified to render service to the Lord and render that service selflessly and please the Supreme Lord and feel his reciprocation, which is love of God. So we have to come above. And I'm willing to say, all right, let's not talk religion, but let's talk love of God. Let's glorify the Lord and his good qualities and his unbelievable benevolence to us. Everything here is provided by him, not us. The material manifestation has all the ingredients. We don't go off planet to get ingredients to make the things we have here. Everything comes from what we have here. This is a self-sufficient planet floating in space. It doesn't have trucks and buses and trains and planes bringing in supplies. It's a self-sufficient, self-regenerating entity, the birth planet. And that's not created by any man out there. People do not create planets and fully facilitate them and then inhabit them with multiple independent living entities. 
This is God's work. This is way above man's conceptions and perspectives and qualities and capabilities. So we have something wonderful to learn. We have someone wonderful to glorify. We have a host, an unlimited amount of activities and pastimes that we can relate to one another. If you become God conscious, you see God everywhere, all the time, in everything. And you see his hand and he does wonderful things all the time. He's helping, looking out for you, guiding you, protecting you, encouraging you, stimulating you from multiple different ways, multiple different sources in every day of your life. And it becomes wonderful to live a life in a relationship with the Lord where is constantly, dynamically interacting with you. Wow! To achieve such a wonderful platform, well, the Lord feels the same way. Wow! To have someone who's so devoted to me that these activities don't get missed. They don't go unfulfilled, unrewarded, unacknowledged. Un, uh, the servants of God are going around constantly thanking the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thanks for that. Oh, oh, gosh, look what he just did for me. Oh, how did he make that work out? Oh, wonderful. Constantly in a state of happiness. Constantly in a state of awareness. Constantly in a state of reciprocation of service and love exchange with the Lord. That should be talked about. Guess what the Lord did for me today? Guess what happened to me on the way here? Wow, he did this, he did that. Look at this happened. And this guy said to me, and that was exactly what I needed to hear. And how did the Lord know? And how did he get that guy in front of me to tell him that? Wonderful experiences. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Life becomes wonderful. And it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you have money or you have no money. It doesn't matter if you're alone or in a crowd. It doesn't matter. Your relationship with the Lord is one-on-one. And you can reciprocate and you can see him and acknowledge him constantly, everywhere. And it doesn't mean only this religion that happens. Or if you don't go to this church or this method of worship that it won't work for you. Absolutely not. The Lord is much more universal, much more absolute than the giving uh, people give credit. The religion concept is a very limited concept. But the love of God and glorification of God is totally universal, meant for everyone. No one is disqualified for achieving love of God. No one. So all you have to do is associate with those people who see, glorify, understand, and serve God. And you will get that. Just like if you hang out with people that do tennis, you end up playing tennis. Or you do drugs, you end up doing drugs. If you end up with people that are God conscious and see the Lord at every step in every aspect of their life, every day, everywhere they go, you will too. And it doesn't matter what religious method or religion or belief they came from. You acknowledge that they see the Lord's hand. They serve the Lord's plan. They're aware of his interactions. There are so many charlatans, like I know of like two or three television programs, the Sunday morning stuff where they give you the religion and Christianity and direct from so-and-so, the church or whatever, and all that stuff. And there are so many of them that are just charlatans talking on emotional platform with no factual expression. 
and they want your money. And then you you hear a couple of these guys that are really God-realized people, and they have true experiences to point out to you. You They have wonderful experiences. They have vision and understanding of the Lord's hand and activities. And what they share with you is so enlivening and uplifting. They are God-conscious people. And you have to learn how to tell the difference. It doesn't matter which religion they came through, which religion they practice. If their consciousness has developed to seeing God all the time and serving and glorifying Him, you will respect it. You will be amazed. You will acknowledge their achievement. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. Working on exchanging this understanding, this perspective, this point of view, such that everyone's love of God grows. It doesn't have to be in my religion or in your religion or opposing religions or all this nonsense. This childishness has to be overcome. We're not being stimulated as a human society to rise above this separatism conception of religion. We're not being stimulated to come to the platform of service and love of God as a universal application from whichever approach you take to get there. Dynamically serving and loving and reciprocating with the Lord is achievable. That's the goal. If your religion is giving you that, stick to it. If it's not getting you that, find one that does. Don't reject God. Reject the method. It's, it's all right for you to change method, to improve method, to accept a different method. But the goal has to remain the same. To elevate yourself, to uh, expand your divine qualities, to understand the Supreme Lord, glorify the Supreme Lord, become his servant and engage in activities that are pleasing to him without expectation of return. So this is where we are supposed to be unified. I don't criticize your religion. You don't criticize my religion. I respect your love of God or I avoid your lack of it. And I encourage you to improve it. So we have to start seeing from this universal concept. This is what happens throughout society's history. Great people come among us, they rise up to prominence, and they tell everybody, you must come to a universal consciousness as brothers and sisters and servants of God, glorify the Lord and serve Him. And they usually get taken out by the demonic government and leaders and people who don't want someone who's rallying people together in unity. But coming to that platform of unity is always required. It's always part of the development of your divine aspects of life. You stop being a fault finder. You stop seeing the differences. You become a servant and you see the unity of love of God and the qualifications are in everyone to revive your lost, forgotten love of God. It's not something you're trying to develop. It's something you're trying to revive. Love of God is in everyone. It's covered by the body and the mind and the misconceptions thereof. If we purify our existence and body and mind, love of God naturally bubbles out of everyone. 
So you can avoid, go ahead and avoid, please avoid anything that contaminates your consciousness with separatism and criticism and fault finding. Fine. But don't neglect to express the unity, the love, the universal aspects of God's presence in everything, in everyone, and everywhere. Omnipotent, omnipresent, omnibenevolent. You can't deny those because you don't like the other side. There's two sides to a coin. Don't neglect the love of God's side because of the differences on the other side. This is our message today where you will see things better in yourself and in others and the, your uh, criticisms will give way. Your critical mentality will give way. Your open-mindedness will expand. Your love of God will expand. The entire material creation manifestation will improve. We can improve our lives and each other's lives by not neglecting to glorify the Lord. You can stop talking about religion, fine, but don't stop glorifying the Supreme Lord. That's what's really meant to take place in our existence in the human form of life. So accept whatever method. We recommend you read Bhagavad Gita as it is. It is a very straightforward record of the Lord's speaking to his servant and saying, this is what I want. This is how you should see things. This is the way things are structured. This is how to get through a direct, simple, loving path. It's given in Bhagavad Gita as it is by his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the empowered representative of the Lord, spreading knowledge, Vedic knowledge, through his books, Bhagavad Gita. Take this opportunity, please, and read the Bhagavad Gita. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.